This is your host, T. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Why? Geek Vibes Nation. Geek Vibes Nation. 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 The Top 10. The Top 10. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome, welcome to a very special edition of the Top 10 by Geek Vibes Nation. As always, I'm your host, Tia, but I have a ton of new faces this evening. We have Dom, who, of course, is one of our managers at Geek Vibes Nation, so you've probably seen him in other podcasts, but a first time for the Top 10. So how are you doing tonight, Dom? I am good, and... uh... It's been a long week, crazier time right now. Um, I've been on social media looking, and it looks like uh, it looks like a war movie out there. But you know, uh, <laughs> we're gonna try to you know give the people some entertainment to alleviate some of that stress. And uh, yeah, I'm good though. Awesome. And Dom has a uh, interview that he just did, which is posted up at geekvibesnation.com, so make sure you check that out. But my very prestigious guests for this evening are the Kevin and Kevin from Gutting the Sacred Cow, which I was a part of your podcast, I believe, about three weeks ago, and I absolutely loved it. Any podcast that we get to absolutely shred Batman versus Superman is the most amazing podcast ever to me. So, um, uh, Kevin and Kevin, how are you guys doing this evening? Great, Tia. Thanks for having us. We had a blast with you as you uh, took apart Batman versus Superman. That was a riot, and well done. Yeah, it was a it was it was a killer time. It would not a tough movie to take apart, but you did it with style. Well, I appreciate that. As I said, um, you guys were on board with me in disliking the movie, but there are plenty of people out there who enjoy it. And I saw, are you guys now recently taking apart Lord of the Rings? We just aired that episode this week, as a matter yes. of fact. The Fellowship of the Ring was, was, uh, was uh, let's see, what's the word I want to use? I would say pretty heavily accosted by Sean O'Connell. He did a pretty fair job, I would say. But, yeah, that was, uh, that was this week's episode. Next week we're bringing out Top Gun. And we have a vote out there right now on Gutting the Sacred Cow on Twitter, which is G- GTSC Podcast. Which episode do you want to see come out the following week? Batman Returns, Interstellar, Parasite, or Fast Times at Ridgemont High? So go on over and, and vote. Which one do you want to see next? Yeah, go and vote for Interstellar. <laughs> I voted <laughs> for Interstellar. Right now. <laughs> I voted for Interstellar because the others I didn't want to vote. I actually really liked Parasite and the others. So I was like, okay, I don't want to hear that. But um, before we move on, I didn't get to listen to your previous podcast. So where do you two stand on Lord of the Rings? If you can give me a small snippet of uh, what we should expect from that show. Kevin, why don't you go ahead first on this? It, uh, you know what? It was a movie that I remembered loving, and on rewatch, it kind of fell apart. It was overly long, overly boring, and all the best things I remembered from the movie were from the next two movies. So oh. it, 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 it just took forever to get to the point, and when it finally got to the point, the movie ended, and you wondered what you just did for the past three hours. Yeah, that um, pretty much sums up how I felt when I watched it as a kid. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, but... Our top 10 for this evening actually is the top 10 movies that should not have been remade. And 
I think personally there are some movies that were remade and pretty good. I like the 2005 version of King Kong and Scarface with Al Pacino was a remake. And of course, it's one of the biggest iconic movies in pop culture history. But these movies will not deserve at all to get the uh, the prestigious good remade uh, trophy there. I don't know where I was going with that one. But anyway, yes, we have this top 10. I'm excited to have you guys here. As I usually do with the top 10, I say a little message from a friend of the podcast. They are they call this a movie, and they actually do something kind of similar to your guys' podcast where they take apart a movie. It's really We're fun. We're suing them right now. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't want to promote their uh, – they call this movie, they actually like to promote their D&D podcast, which is called Stranger Damies, and Stranger Damies is the ongoing real-play D&D podcast from the main Damie family of podcasts. Join them every Wednesday as the Wild Stallions traverse the many traps and tribulations that Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition has to throw in their path. There's elves, weird half-dragon people, conspiracies to uncover, and more references to the 1980s than Ready Player One. Subscribe to the podcast on all podcast services by searching Stranger Damies, and make sure to follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Stranger Damies. Stranger Damies is also a proud member of Geek Fives Nation. You can find us at geekfivesnation.com. So let's get right into this. I think that we should start with Kevin Israel. So why don't you give us your number 10 and why you think it should be on this list? All right, I'm coming out of the gate strong with one of my most hated remakes. I have a feeling Kevin Goatee knows what this is going to be. Easily. Without, Easily. Without, I might as well write it down and show it on my hand. Even, even talking about it. But uh, I'm, I'm bringing this up first because I don't want anybody else to say it. Uh, the Ghostbusters remake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easiest one to pick. Uh, Ghostbusters is uh, the original Ghostbusters, 1984. My favorite movie of all time. I will concede that it's not the greatest movie of all time, but it is my favorite movie of all time. It was the first movie I ever saw in the theater, uh, and I just – I love the movie. I love the cast. It was such a great movie for me. It did, it did so many things right, and it managed to do a couple of different things, being a comedy and being uh, – still having a horror and sci-fi feel. Loved the movie. The remake was an utter disaster, and when it came out and people started bashing it and there was the whole, you're hating on this because it's a, a woman movie – just infuriated me because just from the first trailer, you could see that it was an overdone just mess of a movie that tried to be the original movie. It didn't even try to be its own movie, which is, which is, was a real crime. It tried to recreate the, 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 the original with a bunch of just horrible special effects, horrible jokes, and it is an unmitigated disaster of a movie. And my one big problem with it is that the beauty of Ghostbusters, and of a lot of movies at the time, a lot of movies like, like Caddyshack, um, so many other movies of the comedies of those times, new, this new, new comedy, because comedy in movies should, be, should come off as comedy for the characters. You shouldn't be talking to the audience. You should be t- the, the comics, the jokes should be said within the movie as though it's said just in normal life. The jokes in the remake were all said at the audience. Get it? Got it? See what I just did? Ha ha ha! And it came. It was so in your face that it didn't come off as genuine humor. It came off as just a pie in the face, which ruined the great comedy that was in the original Ghostbusters. So for me, without a doubt, Ghostbusters 2016 
should have never been made. I saw it once just because I felt like I needed to, and I hated every minute of it. Um, so I watched Ghostbusters 2016 with my mom, and I tried to see, like, the good in it because I'm a woman and I wanted to kind of, you know, I, I didn't want to give in to the people who were hating on it because simply it was all women. But the more that I sat there and I stewed on it and I kind of really let it digest, I did not like it at all. I think that you hit the nail on the head with all of that. I think the only good thing about that movie was kind of showing that Chris Evans has a little bit more, not Chris Evans, sorry, Chris Hemsworth has a little bit more of a comedic side, which then um, allowed him to do more of a comedic role in Thor Ragnarok. So to me, that was the only real good thing about it. But um, Kevin Goatee, what do you think about Ghostbusters uh, 2016? Well, guess what, T? I, unlike Kevin Israel, value my time and absolutely refuse to watch that, <laughs> as he had aptly put it, an unmitigated piece of shit. I will not sully my mind with that film, although I do find Ghostbusters not holding up to the test of time. Uh, it's still, I thought I saw it in the theater. My mom took me to see it. I remember loving it as a kid. It's just not holding up as well as an adult. The effects are awful. Even though it's 1984, I don't want to hear that argument. Return of the Jedi, Star Wars, Empire, other films that come out and done effects better, but they did not spend any dollars in the special effects department, whatever. We're not here to talk about Ghostbusters 84. I will never see 2016's Ghostbusters. It's so funny. I got something on a uh, on a digital download, and Ghostbusters 2016 was part of it for free. Guess what? Still sitting here unwatched. Never going to watch it. No desire. Absolutely not. I don't blame you. Dom, have you ever seen Ghostbusters 2016? If so, do you agree with Kevin Israel, or do you think that it wasn't as bad as some people make it out to be? I've seen all of maybe the last 20 minutes when it was on FX. Um, <laughs> like, go to you. I didn't, I mean, I didn't care. I didn't really want to see it. It had nothing to do with, uh, it's the female version. It just, it felt unnecessary. Uh, I felt like, I didn't need this remake, uh, which is the case for a lot of remakes. And as as I was doing research and looking on, you know, different, you know, movies that are remade, I realized I didn't watch a lot of these remakes because the the original was fine. Um, I didn't need an updated version. Uh, to be real, you know, the 84 version, it was cool, but it's not a favorite of mine. You know, I'm, I'm a little younger than, than these two, um, but... Um, it just, you know, if I wasn't that impressed with the original, the remake, just, I didn't need it. No, absolutely not. It was definitely not warranted. So before we move on, the real question is, Kevin Israel, are you going to see Ghostbusters Afterlife or after 2016? Are you too burnt on the Ghostbusters redos? No, I'm going to see it just because it's 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 a nod to the original movie and it's more of a sequel, but I don't think it's I don't have high hopes for it. I think that they without the original cast and just that original chemistry, it's not going to hold up, but I I, I love the franchise so much and I love those characters and the fact that they'll still be included. I'll see it, but I am I'm not optimistic. Well, it has Paul Rudd, so I'll watch anything with Paul Rudd in it. But um, let's move on. Great way to start off the top ten. Kevin Goatee, it is your turn. What do you got for us? Boy, I have, like I said before, I have a list of 14. But three of them I consider personal offenses 
you might as well have have spit my direction and taken my family's name in vain. One of these three, I'm afraid one of the, they'll probably get swallowed up. But let me start with one. I, I, God, which one do I start with? All right, we'll start the one I had the first. Point Break. <laughs> An which, absolute. Which one? The original, well, the, the remake Point Break. I'm not gonna, and, and you know, you know, 1991 okay. Point Break, uh, Swayze and Keanu, perfect, flawless yes. victory, funny, irreverent, action-packed, the the perfect amount of 90s cheese you love, memorable, quotable. We did not need a reboot. Dom kind of touched on it before. There is no need to remake a film that is excellent. Only remake pieces of shit. Go remake, I don't know, Napoleon Dynamite. Go remake <laughs> Friday the 13th Part 6. Go remake Glass. Go make something over that was, do a do-over. The best redo, the best reboot film, I know Kevin with me, is me on this one, is Dread. Because the original sucked. They did it over again, and it was amazing. The yeah. Star Trek reboots are pretty good, too, but I think Dread stands out the most. But Point Break, I loved it. Then they go out and they do the most egregious thing you can do. Actually, they did it with all three of these I had on my list. They took an R-rated film and then made the reboot a PG-13 watered-down version. Now, and they change it from surfers to skydivers. Again, haven't seen it, won't see it, don't fuck with Swayze. Boom. Um, I do apologize for asking you which one because in my mind I got it confused with the recent Point Blank movie that came out on Netflix with Frank Grillo and Anthony Mackie. So then I realized, oh, okay, this is a different movie that he's talking about. I have a feeling that I know the other movie that you're talking about, Kevin Goatee, but I will save that for down the line. <laughs> um, yeah, this is like, okay, one of our associates is convinced that if they were to do a remake on, say, The Godfather, that it would be great because they'd cast Leonardo DiCaprio as, like, you know, Don Corleone. And I'm like, no, you don't need to remake The Godfather at all. Absolutely so, not. Yeah, absolutely not. So um, I feel that way how you feel about Point Break. So, Kevin Israel, do you feel the same way? Did 100%. you watch it? <laughs> Did you watch the 2015? 100%. That was actually going to be my second movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, Point Break, everything he said was right. Point Break was a perfect movie. Great chemistry. Great cast. Great story. It was so... Point Break was so... They already had a remake. It was called Fast and the Furious. They did it. <laughs> and they did it as well as a remake was going to be. But, but they, that wasn't enough for them. They had to go and they had to completely remake this movie, and it wasn't necessary. You only remake a movie if you can add something to it, if you can bring something new or something interesting or something that was missing. They did none of that, and they took everything out. I saw the remake, and I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. I don't. All I remember was them sky gliding through something, and that's it. I don't remember either the characters. I don't remember any of their motivation. I think the names were the same. And I think instead of football player, the guy was a motorcycle guy, uh, which is ridiculous. They had to make it extreme because that's what the kids are into now. Football isn't cool. Fuck you. Football's still cool. So is Keanu. It was so, so bad that it didn't – I don't even remember it. I, I, and I'll never see it again. And one thing that Kevin and I always talk about, and I'm going to steal this from him, Point Break is a great movie because it passes the remote test. Yes. If Point Break is on at any point. You will put your remote down, and you will watch it because it is that watchable. This remake, I, I, I think I've seen it on, and I, it's ne it was never even in my mind to watch it again. So, yeah, a, a great call by Kevin. Terrible movie. 
Yeah, this movie, anytime I was looking up other terrible remakes to kind of get an idea of what I wanted my list to be, this um, was on every single list. So clearly everyone else agrees with you. But what about you, Dom? Have you seen the 2015 version of Point Break? No, I remember seeing clips of it and it looked too dissimilar to the original. And, you know, I agree with what they were saying. And, you know, just to add, like, I've never seen a Keanu movie that needed to be remade. So, like, what was the point? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic needs to be remade. That movie flat out stinks. I don't even know. Wow, I forgot all about that movie. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. The soundtrack is banging. I highly recommend you download that. But And I rewatched it on cable a few months ago, and it is pretty was, fucking awful. Was Ice-T <laughs> in that? Yes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's kind of how you know that it's not that very good. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm here with Dom, though, with, you know, Keanu. Like, why did you need to remake it? Just let Keanu breathe. Keanu's so big that they're bringing him back for sequels to all of his older movies. They can't get enough of Keanu Reeves. So that's the problem. No Keanu Reeves. But, okay, awesome. Well, one thing, real fast. You know, do yeah. you know how much people are into Keanu? Before coronavirus, do you know they had scheduled the release of John Wick 4 and The Matrix 4 on the same day next oh. year? <laughs> I would I would literally, because I'm not a big Double movie feature. theater person. I think, like, I'm doing the sneak. I'm doing the dip. I, I would I would do that. I would go see both. I would just schedule them and go see both. Um, I think Dom knows this. At least most of the people at GVN know this. But I hadn't watched any of the John Wick movies up until about four weeks ago. And then just did a whole binge. And then like a day later, watched all three again. My boyfriend comes into the living room and he's like, are you really watching the John Wick movies again? I was like, yes. Yeah, they're yes. so good. So good. So good. Um, but yeah, great uh, pick. Point break for number nine. Dom, what is your number eight? Um, I got to go with the 2015 Fantastic Four. Um, the original ones were great. Like, I think, you know... For, whoa, whoa, whoa. I stand by that. I stand whoa. by that. Whoa. Let's not go camp- that far. As far as their campiness and, like, an actual, like, feeling of, like, comic book onto screen where it wasn't taking itself too seriously, the 2015 one was too... Try to take itself too seriously and try to do too many things that were different than, you know, um, stuff you saw in the comics, and it just fell completely flat. I don't... I haven't met any any person that enjoyed that movie. Uh, you might have thought some things looked cool. They had a, a, a cast that you thought would make this film great, and it just wasn't. I don't know what exactly they're trying to do. I don't know if they changed scripts, if they couldn't the, the, uh, agree on a direction of the movie, but it just it just wasn't it. Yeah, so I've never seen the 2015 version of Fantastic Four because I refuse to. Uh, it just looked terrible. I hate that. I This is my thing. It's what they also did with X-Men The First Class. And X-Men The First Class is a good movie. But I hate this whole thing of now we have to get, like, the tweens in the freaking movies. You know, I want to see adults. I don't want to see kids. I'm not interested in when they were 20 or something. And so... 
the 2015 version of Fantastic Four just looks like they're children to me. Um, and I'm sorry I agree with Dom. I like the original ones. Yes, they were campy. I know that they were campy, and they weren't that, you know, you know compared, compared, to, compared like, to, like, what we have now. I don't know where Dom went. Apparently he went somewhere. But, um, you know, like, compared to what we have now, yes. Like, does the original Fantastic Four movies really stand up that much? No, not really. But Chris Evans is funny as hell. I'm sorry. I enjoyed it. But, yeah. Um, Kevin Goatee, what do you think about the 2015 version? Apparently 2015 was a very bad year for remakes because you had Point Break and Fantastic Four. So what do you think of Fantastic Four? Well, I will not see that remake either. Although this actually makes sense to remake the Fantastic Four because I thought, thought the first two Fantastic Four films were fucking terrible, especially the second one with the Silver Surfer. That was laughably awful. But it's funny because how you have uh, Johnny Storm, Chris Evans, then go and make that biggest pivot of all time, becoming goddamn Captain America and getting out of one dog shit franchise and then finding himself in the stratosphere with another one. So, And I actually liked him as Johnny Storm. I think he hit that nail on the head. But other than that, I thought those films were terrible. I will not be wasting my time with the reboot because, again, I value my time too much. Um, okay, so you're just going to laugh at me because I actually liked Rise of the Silver Surfer better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't okay, try... G, it's your show. <laughs> I don't try and justify it. If I watch it and I, after, you know, it ends and if I go, that was entertaining, that's what I go based on. Um, I'm not, say, the most diehard comic book fan, so if it, and I know people were pissed because they didn't get Galactus right or anything, but no. that's not what we're doing. We're doing the 2015 version. It just looked terrible. I saw a clip on Twitter of the end, I don't know if you guys saw it, that, but it was the clip where at the end, um, the, he goes, that's fantastic. And the guy who's playing, like, Mr. Fantastic goes, say that again? And he's like, hey, guys, I have an idea. And it's like, oh, God, is that how they're getting the, the idea for the Fantastic Four name? Awful. But, um, Kevin Israel, what do you think of this? Uh, I, did, I did not dislike the originals as much as uh, my partner here. Uh, <laughs> I did not see all of the remake. I waited a very long time to see it because I knew that it was a pile of crap. And I think I fi- it was finally on TBS or one of the cable stations, and I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a look. I believe I made it to the point that they went to the planet where they end up getting their powers, and I just didn't care. They had a great <laughs> cast that had no chemistry. And that's one thing about the Fantastic Four you have to have is chemistry, which is why the two original movies were passable for me because that cast had chemistry. They were super campy, and I think – they're. They're not even like the comic books. They were like watching a cartoon. It was like watching a live-action cartoon. So for the, the remake was so bad. There was no chemistry. There was no story. There was nothing. The one in the trailer, the movie was so bad that it took the one, be- one good thing in the trailer and didn't even include in the movie. There's a scene where the thing jumps out of a plane, and I think he lands on a tank, and that looked cool. And that wasn't even in the movie. They didn't have the wherewithal to put the best scene from the trailer in the movie. So, yeah, it was it, it was terrible. I mean, look, I made it 20 minutes into it. That says it all. The best thing about Fantastic Four 2015 were all of the critics' negative reviews of it. They were hilarious. There was a whole feed of them, and they were just – people got really creative in their critique of the 2015 version of Fantastic Four. Doctor Doom looked awful. So um, 
Dom, I'm going to say this is a great choice for uh, this list because of how bad it was. So I'm going to hit the number seven, and I kind of want to – realistically, if this was like a regular top ten, I'd put this lower on the list, but I don't want anyone else to get it. Um, And it's going to be the 2010s version of Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, Mm. I'm a huge fan, actually, of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Um, I'm pretty sure I have all the DVDs here, Love Freddy vs. Jason. I just like Freddy Krueger, the whole, but Robert England's version of Freddy Krueger. So when they announced in 2010 that they were coming out with a, another version, maybe a little bit more serious, I went to the movie theater and I was like, they took out everything that made Freddy great. And granted, the movies did get campy as it went on, but I still freaking enjoyed them. I hated the way this guy talked. Um, I know he, I forget <laughs> the actor's name, but Jackie he was Earl Haley, he was Kelly Leak from the Bad News Bears. Well, and he was and, in, uh, in Watch, Watchmen, yeah. That's what I was going to say. He was in the in Watchmen. So it's like, I guess because he was, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Watchmen come out in like 2008 or something like that? About that. But yeah, right around So that. I think he was like riding that train and they probably wanted him because they thought, oh, you know, he's popular. That movie's popular. Let's bring him in. He was not a good Freddy Krueger at all. Rooney Mara was bland and boring in it. The whole thing made me want to go to sleep. So... I absolutely disliked this, and I hated how I, the only thing the only thing I will say before I pass it along is the and this is going to get a little dark, obviously, for this podcast. But the original Freddy Krueger was supposed to be a child molester. It's just in the '80s they thought it would be better to just have him as a killer, which is still not great. It's still a child killer, but so in this one they kind of like went to making him a pedophile the way they i guess wanted to make him in the 80s but it just wasn't good i hated it such a bad movie um kevin goatee have you seen the 2010 version of nightmare on elm street if so what are your thoughts i have seen it i also saw it in the theater i loved the i love the first the original nightmare on elm street and i say my second favorite nightmare is part three dream mm-hmm. warriors no <laughs> other arguments will be entertained thank you <laughs> I agree. This film, you thought they're going to get darker, and it, it just didn't. And I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about this remake. I saw it in the theater, and I never had the urge to see it again. And the only fact I know about it was, like I said, Jackie Earl Haley, because he was Kelly Leak from, uh, from Bad News Bears. Other than that, not good. Don't plan on seeing it, but just at one hot second of a pivot. You know what uh, horror reboot was good? The Friday the 13th reboot was pretty good. Uh, the one in 2018? Uh, no, that was it was way it was like 2007ish or 8ish or right around there. I with, may yeah, have. Uh, uh, what's with what's his name? The the main character that wasn't Jason. Uh, he was in that TV show that's on the WB forever. Um, yes, it was. You're right, Kev. It's yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah. I may not have seen that one, so I do apologize there. I haven't kept up with all of my horror because I'm not, say, <laughs> the biggest horror fan. I just really like the Freddy Krueger ones for some reason. Um, oh, man, you guys should one day do, uh, this is so random, but Halloween, oh, God, no. Season of the Witch, part three? No, um, I'm thinking about Friday the 13th, the one where Jason is in space. 
You guys Jason gotta do X, that, one. right? Yeah, Jason X. Well, that, that would not qualify because it's not. It wasn't successful, nor was it beloved. It was an egregious piece of shit, and that's that's like dunking on someone who's five foot one. That's and anyone can do it. That didn't get an, an Oscar. I thought that got an Oscar for something. Razzie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Kevin Israel, what did you think of 2010's Nightmare on Elm Street? I didn't see it. Okay. Uh, I, I, also, I also was a big Freddy Krueger fan. I, uh, I was a kid in the 80s, and uh, one of my first dates, I saw, I, we watched Nightmare on Elm Street, and I, I love the franchise. I agree with Kev. The Dream Warriors was the best one, but I, it was, that falls into the category of I did not see a need for a remake. Um, I like uh, Jackie Earl Harley, whatever his name is. Uh, he was great as Rorschach, but I never saw it. I'll never see it. Uh, it didn't interest me. He just didn't have, say, the flair that Robert England's version of Freddy Krueger has. He was much more serious. There was one line that he seemed to try to make a joke, and it didn't uh, translate very well. I just, you saved yourself not seeing this. But, um, Dom, you are our resident horror fan. (laughs) Um, So what did you watch for Soul 2010's version? And if so, what did you think of it? I mean, yeah, I, I, I believe uh, I saw it opening night and was not impressed. I thought Freddie looked like a cat that was caught on fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if it's not Robert England, I don't want to see anybody else's Freddie. Honestly, like if if he was if something was to happen, they were like, "All right, we're gonna do it." No, don't don't do it. Don't do another series. Don't do another Freddie. If Robert England's not Freddie, then no one else should be. Um, and yeah, and the, the movie was just. <sighs> I think it was in that age of where everybody just wanted to remake things to, oh, we can try this new technology out, or we can try this this darker storyline, and it, a lot of that stuff falls flat. Um, and when you take away, like, I mean, the original is almost a comedy. The whole thing is almost a comedy, and that's what makes those movies great, is that it's so outrageous that it's it's great, and this one just like a lot of these other ones, took itself too seriously. And um, just the, I mean, the the appearance was the first thing that I saw and almost walked out of the theater because I was like, who is this? <laughs> this like his, his brother that he's like, hey, go go do my job for me. Um, but yeah, I, it was terrible. I tried to watch it again. I think I watched it uh, again for like a podcast and I couldn't make it all the way through. It's just terrible. It's so bad. And the thing is, is that the actor is really short. I'm not sure what his actual height is in real life, but he's very short. Robert England is about 5'10". And so it it wasn't intimidating. You had this really short guy with that it becomes essentially like butter knives on his hand. (laughs) And it just wasn't good at all. I loved your comment about being looking like a burnt cat, which we would never want. Um, but Robert England actually said something about how he thinks he probably has, if they wanted to, one more Nightmare on Elm Street in him, but that that would be it, and there would have to be another Freddy. And it's like, at that point, I don't want another Freddy. It's not like Jason. It's not like Mike Myers, where you can put a mask over them. This is This is Freddy, and we've seen clearly that no one is up to task. So, yeah. Well, see, I got bad news for you. Robert England died not too long ago, so that's not an option. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He did? Yeah. 
Oh my god! Wait, no, we did like a freaking story on him. I feel like fake news. <laughs> He's dead, I'm my so, dear. I'm so okay. Well, shit then. Then no. <laughs> sorry to sorry to shit in your parade, but he's dead. So he definitely uh, burst my bubble there. So um, then definitely never another Freddy Krueger without him. But um, let's move on. Kevin Israel, what is your number six? Uh, wait, I would like to I would like to rest at ease all the Robert Anglin fans. He is still alive. What? Yeah, I I knew still, that I, you were wrong there. I just I didn't read that. Like, like, oh, I was like. <laughs> He's no, 73 because, and still kicking, living in Glendale, California. Because I knew that, like, because I hate doing the beat, like, I knew I'm right here, but I knew that I did an article, like, a couple of months ago with that quote that he said, um, you know, he has one more in him, and that's it. You gave me a heart attack. Oh, my God, I'm wrong. I could have sworn I read that somewhere. That's the Mandela effect then. Whoops. Fake, you know what? News. But you know what? God bless you, Kev, because you said it with such confidence. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think he's right. He is dead. And then I was like, wait a minute. I don't think he's dead. Thank God you looked that up because that would have bothered me. Not only would I have been upset that we missed like any sort of news on his death, but then I would have been upset that I like was wrong on my own podcast. So, thank you, Kevin Israel. Apologies. Um, apologies. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Kevin Israel, what is your number six? This is a tough one for me because I'm, t- I'm, I'm torn between two, and I'm pretty sure one of them is – it's definitely on Goatee's list. So I'm going to – It's okay. It. He has like 13 others. So. Yeah, no, but I, but I think he said of the – he said he has three that really pissed him off, and I'm pretty sure the, one of them is one. So I'm going to leave it, and I'm going to go with my, my second choice, which was uh, the 2011, I believe, 2011 Conan the Barbarian. Uh, I was a huge Conan fan as a kid. I read the comic books. I watched the movies. I was a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger guy. Those movies were made in a time of testosterone when Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, all those jacked up guys were just awesome. The movie was based around Arnold Schwarzenegger's appearance, and it was it was just a movie made for that time. And then they tried to make Conan with Jason Momoa, and I, I like Jason Momoa. He was great in Game of Thrones. He's great as Aquaman. He, he did not pull this part off at all, and I'm not sure why he didn't. Uh, I saw the movie, and this is another remake that I don't remember a single thing about. Uh, I don't know if just this movie can't be done in this day and age. It just won't work, or if the, the, it was just bad casting, but the movie had nothing memorable about it. I could I could replay for you the scenes from both Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer right now. I remember nothing about this movie. And the, the, the essence of Conan is the main character. It's Conan. You've got to get somebody who's likable, who's charismatic, and who has that physical presence. And Jason Momoa, as good as he looks and as, as physical, physically imposing as he is, he was no Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I don't know that there is another guy that could fill those shoes. So for me, it fell so short, and those movies were such a big part of my childhood that to see it done so badly really, really sucked because I was hopeful for this movie. And uh, I don't think I saw it in the theater. I think I rented it. But, it, uh, yeah, it was, it was a bad one. And it was also, I feel like, a movie that just didn't need to be done. 
It was a bad rental for you. <laughs> uh, when I went and looked at other lists of terrible remakes, this was on it, and I never even heard of this remake at all. I was like, oh, wow, Jason Momoa was uh, Conan the Barbarian, so now I guess I will never watch that because it sounds terrible. And yeah. also, he, he doesn't have his beard, and that's just weird for me. Like, I saw the pictures, and I'm like, no beard, T is not watching it. Um, but Kevin Goatee, what did you think of 2011's Conan the Barbarian? I didn't think a goddamn thing about it because I sure as hell didn't see it. T, <laughs> no chance. I listen. Conan with one of the, one of the coolest lines. It's uh, crush your enemies, yeah. see them driven before you, and hear the lamentation of their women. Great line. I'm not a crazy Conan fan. I saw it as a kid. I saw it not. I don't know. Five, ten years ago. I'm not crazy about it. I'm not... I get why people like it. I'm not going to shit on it. I don't remember Conan the Destroyer if I saw it because, again, I wasn't blown away by the first one. But there is no way in hell that you're going to get me to see a remake of that, especially as as Israel just so aptly put it. When you have Arnold in there, who is the quintessential 80s, 90s action star, along with Stallone, you want to throw Bruce Willis in there as a second tier by all means, but... Arnold and Sly ruled the roost. You can't put in Aquaman, no fault of him, but nonetheless, you can't put him in there and expect him to carry the load that Arnold did. No chance, no way. So I'll never see this one, that's for sure. Kev, I'm surprised that you never saw Conan the Destroyer or you don't remember it because it featured, next to Arnold Schwarzenegger, Wilt Chamberlain. That's another good reason why I probably didn't see it. <laughs> How many films have a, have a famous sports star next to him that works besides Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane? <laughs> Yummy. My dad says you're lazy. <laughs> you try dragging Walton's ass up and down the court for 48 minutes. <laughs> Did he freeze? Sounds like it. Oh no! I'm still here. Okay, I think Tia froze up. Let me tell me text her. Uh oh. Play the technical difficulties music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you are right. You probably have at least one of them on the list, but there are two more I was I was just deeply offended by. I'll get into on my list. Oh, send me a picture still for that for the episode while we're. Yeah, you know what? I was just gonna say that I just saw I saw your tie. I I went worked out, came home, passed out, and then I. Perfect. Um. What Will that have recorded for you? Oh, God, I'm hoping so, actually, now. It says I mean, it's recording the call on the top left of the screen, so I guess it's going to automatically save when you're done? Yeah, 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 it automatically saves when I'm done, so that's good. So we should be okay. Um, we're recording now. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, no, that's fine, actually. We'll just have our beautiful editor-in-chief splice the two together. <laughs> He's going to love me for this. But, yeah, okay, sorry. Um, Kevin Israel did 2011's Conan the Barbarian. Did Dom get to say no. his uh, I didn't go. I that? didn't go either. So, yeah. Oh, you didn't go either. Sorry. No. no. Should I go now? Uh, yes. Go ahead. Okay. Kevin Israel, I think you might, you might be able to figure this next one out. If not, this one, the next one for sure. This film, another Hall of Famer on the remote test. In fact, at 7.45 when I sat down to eat dinner tonight, I turned on the TV. What was on? 1987's RoboCop. 
<laughs> that was my other one. I knew it. <laughs> I knew absolute... you were going to say this. I had a feeling when you were talking about R-rated movies that then got made into PG-13 remakes. I was like, he's going to say RoboCop. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I absolutely love RoboCop. I, Paul Verhoeven, so underrated. Starship Troopers, another gem. RoboCop is perfect. Action film, cheeky, satirical. It has all that. Villains are great. Yeah, the second one stinks, and I did not even bother with the third one, as that also went to the let's make it a PG-13 sequel. Nope, and they changed RoboCops too, so definitely not on my watch. But when they rebooted the the first RoboCop, I said not happening, not on my watch because the first one is perfect, and uh, no chance of me ever seeing that one as well. That's for sure. Oh, you never saw it? The remake? No. Yeah. Oh. No. Why would I? Again, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sell you my hard drive with nonsense. Uh, so to be honest with you, Kevin, I actually like 2014's version of RoboCop for uh, one, but but for one reason, it's just because I like Joel Kinnaman. So I find a way to like justify all of his roles, even if they aren't say particularly that great. And okay. he even himself, in like an interview, acknowledged that it should have been rated R. So. I mean, yes, it, it should have been rated R, should not have been remade. Like, what was the freaking point? It was peak, you know, 80s goodness and all that. So it, I definitely agree why it should be on this list because everyone is going to agree with you. I am in the very small minority that sit there and go, oh, it wasn't that bad. So uh, 2014's RoboCop, uh, Kevin Israel, did you ever see this? Yes. Yeah, I saw okay. the remake. I loved the original. I remember begging my parents to see the original. They wouldn't let me see it in the theater because it was rated R, and I was 11 or 12 or whatever I was at the time. And when it finally came out on VHS, my friend came it over, and my mom let me watch it then, which makes absolutely no sense. Um, <laughs> whether whether I'm getting whether I'm getting whether I'm getting ruined in the theater or at home, it's it's the same effect. But regardless, I loved it. The movie scared the crap out of me as an 11 year old. Watching a guy get hit by a car and explode because he was dumped in a vat of acid uh, was scarred me for a couple of years. But the remake, the remake was not good. It was not terrible. The problem is they should have just made a different movie. Joel Kinnaman is great. The, the overall concept wasn't bad. They should have just called it like Cyber Warrior and moved on. But the I movie, like that cyber warrior. <laughs> but the movie itself didn't carry the themes that RoboCop carried. RoboCop had all these political themes that, and undertones about corporations taking over policing and and the dangers of big business. And it was it 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 had a bunch of subversive ideas that were running through it. Besides just being a cool sci-fi movie, the only scene in the uh, remake that stuck with me that I thought was very very cool was when they have him hanging and it's just his head and his lungs and he sits oh, there and he looks at himself and he freaks out that was the coolest part because I, you you actually and it's just, and it's a and it's and it's a credit to Kinnelman because he's a good actor that he pulled it off because you felt the horror of him realizing that he wasn't a person anymore and that he was just this thing this entity other than that I don't remember a single thing about the movie I don't remember him fighting anybody I don't remember anything about the movie so Kev's right Robo the original Robocop was fantastic. The remake was just eh, which means it didn't eh need to be made. Did it did they have <laughs> like the infamous I'll buy that for a dollar line in there in this no. in the remake? 
No. Well, no. Fuck it, then I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I do think – you know what I think? I think they did have – I think they had the ED robot accidentally kill somebody when they were showing how to use it, which was a great scene in RoboCop where they yeah, were just like, nine. well, all right, well, we're going to put it out on the, the street anyway. Right. <laughs> that was such a great scene, and I think they tried to remake it, and it fell flat. Yeah, I don't remember if that was it, but I know, like, Gary Oldman was in it, Samuel Jackson was in it. I mean, in general, I kind of like the direction that they were going in with the whole, um, whatchamacallit, overriding his human emotions and making him more robotic and this whole fight between uh, maintaining himself and yada yada. It could have been better. And as you said, maybe it should have not just even been called RoboCop and even try to be remade as RoboCop, just something else entirely with maybe a similar premise. But, um, but you know, wait, and one real one quick point about that. That was even watered down because the original RoboCop, they took him and they wiped his whole brain and they were like, well, you're our property now. You're not a person. And they didn't even let him know who he was. That was something that slowly came back to him. In this remake, he knew who he was in the beginning. And right. it kind of lost Oh, that. did yeah. they? That's even yeah. worse now. That's the whole beauty part. I've been right. finding out via flashbacks right. who he is with the gun twirling and all that and the kid exactly. and going exactly. in the empty – this first sale house, the open house. Jesus yep. Christ, what an abortion. Glad I didn't waste my time. Yep. <laughs> um, Dom, have you seen the 2014 version of RoboCop? If so, what were your thoughts? Uh, man, I, I, I saw it enough to say that I saw it, which means I fell asleep. <laughs> I, remember, I remember nothing about this movie whatsoever. I remember I was at a girl's house when I watched it, and that's about it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and how do you? It's one of those ones where either there had, was no chemistry, or because you have this great cast of people, and maybe they just threw all these big names at a subpar script. I don't know, but you would think, like, I'm looking at it, the the cast, and like, oh shit, this should have been really good. I remember nothing. I, I remember. I, I vaguely remember uh, what he was talking about with him, like being a head and a heart, and that's about it. Um, other than that, I, I couldn't tell you if it was good or not, uh, which probably means it wasn't good. Uh, I do remember watching, you know, um, you know, of course I was, uh, I was born in 88. So I saw the original a little later on. And, um, I mean, that's, it was classic, you know, shoot them up, bang, bang, bloody what you wanted to see. And it's hard to recreate that feeling nowadays because they want to be sophisticated with the movie and with uh, some of these movies especially when it's in the action genre you don't always have to be sophisticated we don't want to see that that's not why we're watching the movie i want to see somebody blow up i want to see some stuff blow up and and then i'm fine you know so um maybe i'd rewatch it again just to say that i can remember it but i, I doubt it <laughs> Yeah, um, I would say just watch something else. You remembered the girl, and that's all that matters here, Dom. <laughs> Unless you don't remember her either, which, you know, that's a conversation for another time. But, yeah, uh, 2014's RoboCop, great pick. Dom, you are number four. What do you got for us? Um, I'm going to go 1998's Godzilla. <laughs> 
Who did doesn't he take your, look did he take like your Kevin Israel? I, know, I thought that's another one of Kevin's favorite. I thought he might have snaked you on that one. <laughs> it doesn't even look like Godzilla. I don't know what that skink uh, sidewalk lizard is. I don't like. What were they doing? And then they do the whole like it's asexual and look at all the kids and it looked like they were like you know what we couldn't make Jurassic Park but damn it I'm gonna make Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, and they kind of just kind of got away from. You know, what similar with like with Robocop, it got away from like the message. You know, the original, you know, Godzilla was talking about like nuclear war and the, and what happens when this, you know, uh, it's left over and what can happen. And you get this giant ass lizard and whatever else that all that nuclear energy affects. And then this one was just, I don't know what it was. It, it, it seemed like Jurassic Park and it, um, I remember it was all over the place in the night. I think it was. I was probably in fourth, fourth or fifth grade when it came out. That's all anybody was talking about, and it had Taco Bell advertisements along with the little Chihuahua. <laughs> oh my God, that's right! I forgot about that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it just it just wasn't good. I don't. And then if you go back and look at it, it looks so bad. And it's in the '90s. Now, it's you can argue if it's in the '80s. It, oh, it looks. It's you know the technology wasn't there. The technology was there. Like, what were they doing? It looks so bad. It looks like, you know, you played a 64 game on, on the HDTV. I don't, I don't know what they're doing, but, yeah, that's my pick. Is that the one with Matthew Broderick in it? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, God. Remember the scene where then they put all the fish in this, like, gigantic pyramid <laughs> and to get the Godzilla to come and eat it? You're right. It looked like, okay. My boyfriend's, like, a huge fan of Godzilla, and there was one day where he went through, like, all these YouTube videos of the transformations of Godzilla, and you see all the Godzillas in their classic form, and then the 1998 version looking like a T-Rex, and it's like, what happened here? So, uh, <laughs> great, great pick, Dom. Uh, Kevin Goatee, what did you think of 1998's Godzilla? God, that's really old now that I think about it. <laughs> oh, shut up. I was a ju- junior in college. I don't hear it. <laughs> I was eight. <laughs> oh, God, to both of you. I saw this in the theater uh, with a bunch of buddies. I'm, I'm not a Godzilla guy. Israel's going to tell you he's a huge one. But I, I just walked into that and go, oh, Jesus Christ, this is terrible. And it's funny. I remember the one scene where they tore through MSG and uh, the few non-Ranger fans were there. They're like, yeah, boo, Rangers. I was like, oh, eat a dick. But it, it, was, it was just such a bad... Everything about it, it was so it was way more sizzle than steak. You're right, uh, Don. The promotion with Taco Bell, you couldn't turn on the TV and and not see a commercial. I just used a double negative. Shame on me. You, it was everywhere, and and uh, the the bus with the, the the buses in the city would have like a footprint. Kevin, I'm stealing your line. I know this bus is as long as Godzilla's toe or whatever. It's just everywhere you want, and it just whenever they. It's like beers. The more the more advertising you see for a beer, the less the 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 the, the worse it is. The worse tasting it is. So, and of course we were right. It was it was drawn out. The only thing I remember was uh, Puff Daddy doing the "Come with Me" song, and uh, and that was it. Other than that, I don't remember shit. Nor do I care to remember. Um. Kevin, if it makes you feel better, I thought you and I were around the same age, so I didn't realize. (laughs) Um, So, Kevin Israel, as the resident, I guess, Godzilla fan here, um, what were your thoughts on 1998's version? 
I'm sad that he brought this up because I could write my senior thesis on this movie. <laughs> uh, uh, I also was a junior in college when this came out, and I was a huge Godzilla fan as a kid. I had all the video cassettes from the Toho movies. I went into the theater and in 1985 and saw Godzilla 1985, which was one of the only Godzilla movies to make it from Japan over here, even though they recut some of the scenes with American actors. And it was a great movie. Uh, followed totally in the Godzilla mythos with Godzilla being a monster and a force of nature. And it was just a great movie. Uh, this was a disaster, such a disaster. It shouldn't, it, like RoboCop, it shouldn't have been called Godzilla. They should have called it like Iguanodon and attacks New York. It was a mess of a movie. The actors and the characters were in it were terrible. This falls into the Transformers movies problem where we care about the monsters. We care about the Transformers. We don't care about the people. The people are background. And they focus so much on the stupid relationships of Matt Broderick's Nick Papadopoulos, which is a name I will never forget, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but the movie was so bad, and Godzilla was turned into a giant dog. You're right. They piled a bunch of fish in the middle of the city to track him. That's what I do when I can't get my dog to come in. Like it's, That's what you did to Godzilla. Godzilla's supposed to be relatively intelligent, and ha he has a sort of a uh, ethos that he follows, and this was a disaster. They redesigned Godzilla to look horrible. Godzilla looked great. There was no need to redesign Godzilla. They showed it with the, with the new remakes. Although I'm not a huge fan of them, at least Godzilla looks okay, and he looks like Godzilla. This movie was such a piece of dog shit, and then and you could feel them going through as they were writing it, and they were like, we don't know what to do. Hey, you know what people were scared of? The raptors. How are we going to work those in? Godzilla had kids. Good enough. And then they <laughs> end with them running from miniature Godzillas, which was a bunch of shit. This movie was a steaming pile of crap. Thanks for picking it, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they tease at the end of it that there was going to be a sequel? Because apparently then they did destroy the eggs, but then they found, like, eggs. There was, one, and that, so there was gonna... one that lived, and it, like, pops out. I don't know if it was a, it was a post credit scene or if it was right at the very end. But yeah, one of those. Yeah. Um, you definitely triggered me by mentioning the Transformers movies. That those are the dumbest things that I've ever seen. Uh, ever just focusing one hundred percent on the humans, and that's it's like if you're a fan of say Godzilla and movies like that, you're there for the monsters, not for the people. I'm pretty sure that fans like you wouldn't care if it was entirely monsters and nope. no humans at all. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> um, so great pick, Dom. Uh, you got Kevin Israel all riled up Hell here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to take number three and God, I don't even know what year this was. I just saw it on a list and I was like, yeah, that was awful. And it's going to be Johnny Depp's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm -hmm. uh, this whole entire list obviously is about remakes that shouldn't have been made. But to me, this really should have not been made. What was wrong with, you know, the Gene Wilder version? It's classic. We've all seen it as children. It's good in the little bubble that it is, little Charlie wanting to do better in his life and rise above having four grandparents stuck in the same bed, which is something that could only work at the time it actually came out. And the whole mysticism of the factory, it's just, and it was a little dark. It was really, it was good, at least in my opinion. 
I like the original movie. And then you have Giant Depp, who's looking really weird. It was during his time where he kind of lost that, like, bad boy allure and the cult classic movies that you liked him for. And then suddenly he was doing all these weird movies. And I felt that he looked strange as the character. I hated the design that they went in. I hated his voice that he did. Um, I don't remember a whole lot from it, except for I watched it. And again, it was another one of those movies where I tried to grin and bear it and go, it's not that bad. I love Johnny Depp. Um, and then now as I'm getting older, thinking to myself, that was an awful freaking movie. So <laughs> it's going to be Johnny Depp's uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Kevin Israel, um, did you see this movie? And if so, what do you think? I'm going to help shorten this episode a little bit because I did not see this movie. Uh, <laughs> I had no interest in seeing this movie. I forgot the movie was even made. I loved Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the, the original. And uh, what other movie could you watch a chicken get its head cut off? So uh, if, if you don't remember the scene, I do. It was horrifying. Uh, it was, I, I loved the movie as a kid, and I didn't see this one. So I have nothing to say about it other than it wasn't worth my time. Kevin Goatee, did you see this movie? Nope. I, uh, <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. There are a few films that I just absolutely hate that make people question my – red-blooded American heart, and if I'm the actual human being, I hate Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I don't get it. I don't get that. I don't get Christmas Story either. I think they're both insanely oh, overrated. No. I, don't, I, I don't care for either. I don't understand the allure. They go to a chocolate factory, cute. One little fat German kid drops in there and dies. I remember the name Veruca Salt because, hell, that was a band in the 90s. Great. And other than that, I just didn't care for Willy Wonka the you get nothing, okay, ha, nice. But then <laughs> the remake came out. I said, I, I understand. This would be perfect for me if I even cared about it. But I just don't care about it to even want to try the remake. So no, I did not see that. Also, Goatee hates musicals, so that's a, yes, that's, that's, that's part of it. Yes. I love musicals, so <laughs> we'll, we'll differ there. But uh, Tom, <laughs> did you see? Uh, Johnny Depp's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I've seen clips. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, and from what I saw, uh, compared to uh, Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory, he, he, like you said, he was a little, he was weird. He was just weird. At least Gene Wilder's character was, like, mysterious. You want to figure out why he was the way he was. And um, Johnny Depp kind of seemed like, you were going on a trip to, like, the Neverland Ranch. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know what they were trying to capture. And like you said, that was a time when Depp was doing everything that was, like, out of pocket for him. And I don't know if he was just drunk from all the Disney Pirates movies or what. But, um, yeah, it's not a movie that I wanted to explore after I saw the clips that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, you guys are saving yourselves by not having seen this movie whatsoever. It was awful, and in my opinion, the decline of Johnny Depp, but that's a conversation for a whole other day. Uh, we are down to the top two, and Kevin Israel, you have the number two spot. What do you got for us? So I, I don't think this movie ranks as high in, in how awful of a remake it was, but I got my two top ones out early. 
and and goatees covered some of my others. Uh, but this one, this is an example of a movie that just didn't need to be made. I, I, I never even actually saw it, and I don't know if it was bad, but I heard it was just like the original, the Lion King remake. <laughs> I've, I've heard it follows beat for beat the original animated movie, which was a, a great Disney movie. Uh, everything, there was, I never watched that and was like, you know, I wonder what these would look like in CGI. It was it was a completely unnecessary me- remake. If my kids someday ever ask to see Lion King, I'll I'll let them watch the the cartoon. I'm not going to make them watch the CGI disaster with the, I, I don't even remember the the actors, and I know they got a bunch of very famous voice actors to do, it, and they got James Earl Jones to come back. Uh, but it just seems like a completely unnecessary remake. And the original had there were no problems with the original. It holds up. Uh, the music all stayed, I think, basically the same. I think, I think they eliminated one or two things that were considered socially wrong. I think, um, so maybe, maybe they didn't. He didn't get to watch his father die or something. I can't remember. But, uh, but other than that, to me, just a completely pointless remake, and really exemplifies how Hollywood looks just to leech money out of shit that didn't need to be done. So I actually saw the 2019 version of Lion King for GVN. I w- went to the theater to go see it. I can't necessarily say it was bad because it, as you said, is a shot-for-shot shot pretty much remake of the animated film. So just have your kids see the animated film. Um, you know, to me, I thought the CGI was nice looking. I I was impressed by it. They had a huge cast Uh I forget the guys who who played Timon and Pumbaa, but they were good. Um, if there were some critiques, I have to say that the songs of Scar and the Hyenas didn't, um, you know, hit as well as the animated. And they threw in a Beyonce song so unnecessarily. They're like, Beyonce's going to voice for us, but you know she's going to want to do an original song. Here, throw it in. And again, it wasn't terrible, but it was like completely unnecessary whatsoever. They did shorten a scene or two, but for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. But I do remember leaving the theater going, I feel like there was another scene that just didn't happen. So I can't say it was bad, but it was 100% unnecessary. Um, I have a feeling that Goatee hasn't even seen it, but I will ask anyway. (laughs) T, your powers of deduction are spot on. And I agree with Kevin Israel. I don't need to see a live action remake. I I like The Lion King. I don't love it like everybody does, but I like it. it. It's fine. It's good. I did see recently, because I never saw the original Beauty and the Beast cartoon, not Mm. not that great. And then I said, fuck it, let me get the live action one, and I turned it off halfway through. I said, I don't care. First of all, it's another half hour longer, and as Kevin also alluded to, I don't like musicals, and boy, is it chalk-filled with musicals. And I said, (laughs) I'm tapping out, didn't like the original, why sit through this shit? I've seen what they look like, don't care, I'm out. So... Not really much of a, de- a desire to see the Lion King live action. Again, I, I, I've seen it. They've done. Th- this is Disney's thing now. If we're not going to put out new quality films, we're just going to find the ones that are that are good and just beat that drum again and do a live action one. So I'm not giving Disney any more money than I have to. That's enough. Yeah, and I will say that. The animated ones are classic and they're the best. As I said, I like musicals and I've actually seen the Broadway versions of Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and those were good because they were so impressive with, say, the costumes and 
blah, blah, blah. But as far as the movies, they were so unnecessary. If you want to do another unnecessary Disney remake, Lady and the Tramp was fucking horrific. But, um, <laughs> dumb. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was so bad. I turned it off after, like, I, yes, it was creepy. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, like, throw another one in in your pick, but it was so <laughs> creepy because, like, I felt bad for the dogs because they were so realistic and they, yeah. I felt like they were being neglected. And I was like, it's one thing watching a cartoon, like an anime, but then they're, they're real. And I feel bad. And I want to like go and hug my own dog afterwards. And I was like, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> Agreed. It was so bad. But um, Dom, did you see 2019's version of Lion King? So I ended up watching it when Disney plus came out. Uh, I had my preconceived notions about it before, and I was worried that how are you going to do this realistic uh, CGI and still have them make the expressions that we saw in the animated movie. And I was right, because they were completely lifeless. They were just regular animals. And I get of what they were trying to do. If you watch, like, Planet Earth and then, you know, watch Lion King, you kind of get, like, Oh, this is Planet Earth with the voices in their heads. But um, I, I didn't make it all the way through. Um, it just, it just, I don't know. I don't. I tried. I tried so hard. <laughs> I, I think Tom's. I think Tom's trying to say he's narcoleptic. That's what I think he's trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, uh, I. I remember hitting pause. Had to go somewhere, and I was. Like, I'll come back and watch it. And I was like, Nah, I don't feel like it. Um, <laughs> it just didn't hit the same as the animated film. Um, I don't know why Disney keeps doing this because Dumbo, like, not to add another one, but Dumbo was another one for me. Yep. That I, was just, I didn't see it, but I was like, I don't want to see this. Why are you making this movie? Um, I don't need to see a real elephant get tortured, and uh, I don't need to see The Lion King in live action. So, yeah, it, it was unnecessary, and uh, I think people just said they like it for the sake of Oh, Beyonce's in it. I gotta like it. I can't go against the Beehive, but they're wrong. <laughs> it was not good. Well, I'm definitely not part of the Beehive at all, so I had no problem saying my thoughts about Lion King 2019. But as you said, it's completely unnecessary. If you want to hit that nostalgic factor, you're going to watch the animated. And if you have children, show them the animated. Don't show them the 2019 version because it just... It seemed now that you look back and it, it's just a waste of money. The, all the money they spent on that with all the big names and the CGI could have went to actual original content. So, yeah. But, um, all right, we are down to the number one spot. Um, and as usual at my top ten, I like to list off what came beforehand before giving uh, Kevin Goatee the spotlight to right. finish us off here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in our top 10 movies that should not have been remade we have ghostbusters 2016 2015's point break 2015's fantastic four 2010's nightmare on elm street 2011's conan the barbarian 2014's robocop 1994's godzilla johnny depp's version of charlie and the chocolate factory 2019's version of lion king and kevin goatee you have the number one spot what is the number one movie that should never have been remade i would have i didn't know i know right i would have switched the order of importance around and made point break it but 
Let's just go with my third pick, but it's still damn important. I said before, and I'll say it again. I love Paul Verhoeven. What's the one film he's also done that's been remade? Also an R-rated masterpiece at a PG-13 remake. Also starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Total Recall, <laughs> goddammit. Total Recall with Colin Farrell. Stop it. What has he been good at besides Phone Booth and maybe Bullseye in that awful abortion known as Daredevil? <laughs> Terrible. But... Total Recall, perfect Verhoeven. You get Sharon Stone in her absolute prime. You get Schwarzenegger, full Schwartz, as we say in the biz. You also have a three-titted woman. What more do you want? And you've got Benny the Cab Driver. Man, I get five kids. Are you kidding me? And and you have not only that, you have Ronnie Cox, the bad guy in RoboCop, the bad guy in Total Recall. I guess Hollywood hates Paul Verhoeven, or they say imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, where they have to go remake not one, but two of his films. Total Recall was perfect. Another firm placement on the, in the top, film, the, the, the halls of justice of the remote test. Total Recall, absolutely love it. No need for a reboot whatsoever. So I'm going to keep this short. I never saw the Colin Farrell's version of Total Recall, so cannot comment on that. But I love your passion. Um, Kevin Israel, What uh, do you agree with Kevin Goatee? And what are your thoughts on this version of Total Recall? Of course I agree with Goatee on this. <laughs> Total Recall was one of my favorite movies. It had all the beats. It was uh, such a fantastic movie. It was dark and twisted and funny and fun and Schwarzenegger and three boobs. He's right. It was <laughs> it just pulled out so much weird, cool shit. The guy with the arm that folded out and the guy living in the other guy's gut. So many great things in that movie that just I didn't I I I'm, I could go on about Total Recall, the original, because I never saw the sequel. I knew it wasn't going to be as good. And this was another movie that I just put Arnold Schwarzenegger in. And Arnold Schwarzenegger has such a presence in the movies that he does that doing a remake with anyone less – the only one that can fill our Schwarzenegger shoes now is The Rock. If you're going to do a Schwarzenegger movie, you're going to have to put The Rock in it. And I don't know that he could even pull it off. No, but, I don't think so. But going no. down to Colin Farrell to just this kind of guy – it 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 didn't work for me, and 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 Kev's right. This was also a movie that had a bunch of social undertones. There was a lot going on in the original, and I ne- I just never had any interest in seeing the remake. So, screw it. <laughs> By the way, real quick fun fact: Do you know in the in the scene where they do see the girl with the three tits, the guy goes, "You got a lot of nerve coming in here." Hauser goes, "Look at you. You should talk." The guy that with the with the with yeah. the face cover. Do you know who that is? Hank from Breaking Bad. Is it really? Yes, it is. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> and that's one to grow on. <laughs> Dom, have you seen this, uh, apparently this abomination of a remake of Total Recall? <clears throat> yeah, and, and the funny part about um, about the movie is it, it spent half the movie just uh, just showing like, Hey, look at all the futuristic things we thought that we could show you. Oh, yeah, look at this, and look at the glass, and then look at the phone in the hand. Like, there was nothing. Like, they, they were steered away from, I mean, the story's kind of completely different. I mean, one, Mars. One is, like, just a dystopian, futuristic thing. I don't, I don't know, and I'm with them with, why Colin Farrell? Like, I don't, like, when I, when I think of Colin Farrell, 
I don't because I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. It was, again, it was just unnecessary. Like, no one was asking for that because, like they said, the original was so good. I mean, Arnold engulfed a big part of my youth in the 90s. Um, And every movie of his, you're going to, you know, especially from that time, you rewatch multiple times. This movie I saw once and was like, well, let me just kind of scrub my brain real quick because it just it was it was just a flex of technology. I think there were some cool action scenes, and that's really about all you get from that movie. Yeah, Colin Farrell doesn't seem to really bring it for me. Um, there's a reason why I cannot to this day make it past like two episodes of true detective season two i just can't do it and it's in partly because he's in it so uh kevin goatee i think that you picked the perfect movie to round out this top 10 although i am very interested if you want to name off quickly some of the others that were in your long list since you probably did the most homework out of all of us (laughs) It's funny. Out of the fourteen, you besides my three, there were other, only other two that were that were picked off. Another one I was, and I liked the original, but I don't know why they remade it. Old boy, why bother? The original was fantastic. Yeah. How about and this one? I'm surprised. Again, it kind of got dusted under the rug. But Psycho with Vince Vaughn, get the fuck out of here! I saw that in. I saw that on a list. I didn't even know that yeah, they did that. Yeah, I saw it in the theater in college ago. I walk out and go like, yep, nope, not, yeah. And it was shot for shot, but it was also, it was just so weird. Gus Van Zandt directed it, and it just didn't hit. The next one, Rob Zombie's Halloween. That was bad, both of them. Ben-Hur, they remade oh, that. I forgot about that. Like, yeah, everyone did. And everyone forgot to go pay to see it in the theater because it was a huge bomb. Let's not forget the death of Chris Klein's career in Rollerball. <laughs> yep. And Bruce Willis must be paying a lot of alimony because he had the need to go out and do Death Wish. Really? Charles Bronson's legacy tarnished? Oh, wow. I forgot that. That nonsense? Yeah. Nope. Same time, or I guess uh, early 2000s, Planet of the Apes with none other than Marky Mark. Yep. Oh, Good call. That's right. Planet of the, uh, sorry, I already said that. Carrie, I guess it was like when came. I think we were in college, like late nineties, when that one came out. No need for that. And everyone's favorite British comedian, comedian to hate, Russell Brand, doing Arthur. Arthur. Nope. Yep. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, sounds like a terrible list. Uh, Kevin Israel, <laughs> did you have any honorable mentions that you want to shout out there? The only one that I had was, uh, and it's funny that we were we were all lauding Keanu Reeves because my movie is a Keanu Reeves movie. Uh, <laughs> the day the Earth stood still. Uh, the original was a great haunting movie that was that was very specific for the time, and the remake was just as boring, drab, dragging movie that we've seen a thousand times before. So it, it wasn't a necessary remake, and it wasn't a good remake. Um, Dom, do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, I had the 2014 Ninja Turtles. Um, <laughs> good one. Real good trash. one. Um, I also had the 2010 Karate Kid because it should have been uh, a Kung Fu. Another good one. Uh, yep, real good. And then I had 2008's Prom Night. Oh, wow. I never heard that one. Yeah. Um, 
Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only other one that I had on my list was 2005's The Fog, which was absolutely horrific. Um, probably oh, yeah. one of the worst movies that I've ever seen in my life, so that was bad. But um, on a lighter note, I think that we did an awesome job this evening, despite the slight technical difficulties that felt the need to rear its ugly head in the middle of this podcast. But um, Kevin and Kevin, you guys have been amazing. I am so happy to have had you on. I hope that you had fun and please take a moment to plug your shit. Let everyone know what you got coming up and all that good stuff. Well, thanks Tia for having us first and foremost. And you were amazing on gutting the sacred cow episode 36, where you took down Batman versus Superman and you can find more fantastic episodes at guttingthesacredcow.com. Go subscribe to our mailing list. We're getting that all set and ready. But go over to our merch store as well. Buy a hat, mug, T-shirt, tote bag for a vacation that you probably had canceled because of the coronavirus. But also, we put up content pieces every day, Monday through Friday. Lists of the ten, list of ten quotes, sequels that we felt should never have been made. So that kind of tied in what we're doing a little bit with today. That was our Friday piece. But Gutting the Sacred Cow every day has new material for you to check it out. We're on YouTube as well as every podcast platform there is. Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spreaker, Google Play, Stitcher. Again, you name it, we're on it. GuttingTheSacredCow.com has everything you want. And I'm Kevin Goatee, K-E-V-I-N-G-O-O-T-E-E. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, KevinGoatee.com. Kevin Israel. <laughs> yeah, everything he just said. Uh, check out Gutting Sacred Cow. You can find my website, KevinIsrael.com, and my album, The Struggle is Real, is on iTunes and everywhere else you get audio. Yeah, I mean, you had an awesome uh, – well, I was going to say you had an awesome stand-up. I hope that it was awesome. How was that for you doing that about, uh, I believe, last week? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was weird to do comedy outside. Uh, traditionally, stand-up comics hate performing outside. Uh, goatee knows that it's not the most hospitable environment, especially, and it was daylight. It was all of the worst possible aspects of doing a stand-up comedy show, but it felt so good to get up on stage and do it and make some people laugh. So it was, it was a lot of fun. So I have some shows coming up. If you go to my website, you can check out my calendar. Awesome. Everyone, please make sure you check that out. And Dom, what do you have coming up for us? Uh, well, you know, right now I have interview, uh, that's up on Geek Vibes Nation with, uh, Author, director, David Shields, uh, Sydney Harcourt, um, Talia Shire, and I should have um, one coming up soon with, um, uh, what is his name now? I can't think of it, but there's some bodybuilders. There's a documentary coming out very soon, um, and I get to talk to some uh, hulking figures that uh, uh, I've seen uh, over the year, oh, Kai Green, that's his name, Kai Green. Oh, Kai Green, I seen, love Kai Green. Yeah, so I should be talking to him next week, and uh, also the director of the movie, uh, and then every week it just seems like I'm getting more, so just stay tuned for the, all these interviews. Yeah, Dom is definitely an interviewing machine. As for me, please check out, I just did a review for Netflix's show Cursed. I was able to partake in a roundtable where I spoke with Frank Miller, Tom Wheeler, and Gustav Skarsgård, so that's pretty awesome, and that's all going to be on geekvibesnation.com. You can find all of our social media platforms there, and of course you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TFABY, and it has been an awesome top 10 having you all on. I appreciate it, and we will see you all next time. See you guys. Peace. Later.